Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins. And today I'm here with Daniel M. Hello, hello. And we're kind of following up on uh, the last episode and digging in deep into culture. So what question are we answering today? Yeah. How do you lead a church through culture change when many are resisting it? <laughs> oh. What a question, eh? <laughs> it is. Uh, and, and Daniel already knows where I'm going to go. So I'm going to go out ahead and start out there. You, yeah, do it. Uh, the, 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 um, keepers of the status quo will always be with us. Uh, Napoleon had a rule of thirds and he said, whenever I'm going to go break ground and, you know, go conquer some new territory, um, the army breaks down in, uh, in, into thirds. A third is pretty much always ready to go take new ground. Uh, a third is always like, well, you know, France is really nice. Um, let's just stay here. Uh, let, let's, you know, let, they, they just want to stay where they are. We, Hey, we, we did that last year. We conquered new ground and, and we're, we've taken it over and solidified it now. Let's just stay here for a while. And then there are everybody else in the middle who are just waiting to see which way momentum is going. And so today we are talking about those in the status quo who, when, whenever they hear about change, the pitchforks and torches come out uh, because they don't want you to change something that um, that that they don't want changed. Um, and yeah, it may yeah. be it may be interesting, Daniel. Why do you think we've never actually had this conversation before, and we've had a lot of conversations? Um, why do you think uh, people don't want to change? And in in a church setting, what's what's the real issue at hand there? Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's an interesting question because I think on the one side, let me just throw this thought out. I'll, we'll, okay. we'll get to your question. Let me, I just want to throw out the side that I think too many of us are people pleasers and because we love pleasing and want to please, we don't like it when people resist. The problem is when you don't stick to your guns and you try to please everyone, you end up having nothing to stand on because you're, you're, right. you're, you're wearing masks, different masks in different situations. So, so I think there's that side going to your question. I do have a follow-up question on the Napoleon rule of thirds Okay, where, you know, the question is, okay, well then does that mean you just leave a third behind and you just always expect casualties? So let's, if you, if you could answer that in a yeah. bit, um, but, but going, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> My question was why, like, yeah. what's it, what's the root issues if we said, based on our experience in working with different churches and our own church experience, mm -hmm. um, because anytime we went in to do pipeline and man, uh, it's gotta be pushing six. I know it's over six. So mm -hmm. uh, it's gotta be pushing 7,000, uh, church leaders have been through pipeline at least a day or more. So, mm. you know, most of those two days, uh, kind of coaching a and anytime you're talking about going back and implementing something like pipeline, it is actually leading change. Yeah, that's right. So when you're leading change in the church and you come up against an opposition, what do you think are often the root, um, causes of that opposition in your experience and in the experience that we've, we've talked to so many churches. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it is it's, um, what is, what is inertia? Is it inertia? I'm just thinking the law of entropy. I'm thinking physics right now. It's just, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want change. Like it's, I, I just want things to be the same. In fact, even into this pandemic, I know there are some places in our world where the pandemic is quote unquote finished and other places that are, you know, going through different waves. And I mean, I just, I just want things, honestly, I just want things to go back to the way they used to be, but it can't, that world doesn't exist anymore. And so for so many in our church, there's this sense of, man, I, I don't want another thing that I am not in control of. I want the status quo. I want, and even if, even if they're like, no, 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 I'm not anti-change. They're anti someone else changing things for them. <laughs> right. right. So, so that's, the, that's, that's the side where I just think, yeah, that it's just, we, we, we just want things to be the same. So when I'm thinking about it and, um, I had the luxury of writing down a couple of things when, when you were talking there, um, I, I think it goes back to, uh, your, your bias, your fear. Sometimes it can, can be a, a, um, a control issue for someone. Mm. But at the end of the day, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with comfort, comfort. Yeah. It's yeah. just comfortable, especially when you've gone through a season uh, like COVID with so much stress, you mm -hmm. want to run to a place of comfort that feels familiar, all of those things. And so you want church the way it was. Yeah. And it's not going to ever be the way it was, but that's what you want. And you're going to end up in the muddled middle if you try to... Um, you know, mitigate that right now. So I, I do think it's not that everything has to change, pivot, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, but it is understanding from a leadership perspective, being agile during this time to go, okay, what are the real underlying issues uh, here? You know, Cotter wrote a great book called leading change. Um, that's, I don't know how many millions of copies it sold, but then he came along after that and wrote the heart of change. And he said, Hey, I used to think it was think, analyze, change that, mm -hmm. you know, you just think about this and very logically you have a process where you do a rollout plan. Um, but what they found was in research afterward, when you got to the heart of change, that it was really see, feel change. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it is the often emotional attachment, um, to whatever it is that's being, um, offered up on the altar of change, mm. uh, that people are responding to. And that could be out of, you know, again, control, fear, um, bias, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Great resources that we'll link to in the show notes. So Todd, okay, let's go to the rule of thirds again. Okay. I mean, you said people are going to resist and yes, there's lots of people who don't want change, right? We, we want, so, so do you just leave them behind? Like how do you, how do you uh, balance the tension of speed with resistance and, and change and all that? So uh, again, this is coming from Napoleon, which you don't often think of in this regard as being uh, you just think he's a, a, a the my way or the high, highway guy. Mm. Um, 
But what he said was, hey, you have a tendency to focus on the wrong group of people. Mm. Uh, because again, as you said, pastors are people pleasers. We tend to focus on the vocal, uh, third that saying, Hey, we don't want to go, uh, you know, we're, we're staying right here and here's all the, the litany of reasons why we should not move right now. Mm -hmm. It's not smart, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so he said, you don't focus on those people. You, you can listen to them, uh, and just repeat, Hey, this is why. Uh, we're going to change. You're, you're really um, developing a compelling story for why change is needed and a compelling vision of what that change is going to look like once it's completed. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking for um, people of influence and you're looking for visible, quick, visible wins. I'm going a little further than Napoleon on the quick, visible wins thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you want something that um, I have a lovely nine box on this, actually, which is one side is impact and one side is ease of implementation Uh, and going up, you know, diagonally across this thing is visibility. So if you can find something, you want to take a step back and say, hey, what is a kind of an easy win that is visible that will have some impact? We're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. It's going to have some impact, but you know, what can we do that is a visible move in that direction? Because each one of those steps that you have, um, that are, you're successful in that you're going to bring some people over from the middle yeah. and you're going yeah. to be, you, you're going to bring some people from the far end over to be more open and be in that middle category. So you're gradually trying to bring people over. What you're also doing is trying to get some influencers within uh, the organization to come over specifically. So I would say, you know, meet with anybody that has a problem, listen to them, nod, but don't spend all your time there. Uh, Spend your time with people who are ready for change. Um, And when you have those little successes, celebrate those in front of everybody, celebrate them in front of the church. And, you know, before long, once you start to win people over, once you start to have some wins that are obvious, easy, obvious and strategic toward leading toward that end, um, then the people in the far, far uh, right are going to have in the, uh, of that third are going to have a really hard time not looking like sticks in the mud. Yeah. And you know what? You're right, Daniel. At the end of the day, you may lose a few of those people, um, but it's not your job to keep everybody. Uh, it's your job to lead forward in, in, in a way that is, uh, healthy and growing as many people toward God as possible and, and bringing as many people in as possible as you do so. Yeah. It's the, the, the power of story. Don't underestimate the power of story. We are so emotional as human beings and yeah, I mean, I, I know for me, I'm emotionally deficient in my ability to express emotions. I mean, this it's work that I'm doing with my counselor right now. So that's I, I recognize that about ourselves. But regardless of your ability to express yourself via your emotions, we are all emotional, emotional beings in one sense or another. So to to be able to because, you know, the question is, how do you lead a church through culture change when many are resisting it? How do you cast a picture, not just logically of where you're going or the change you want to make, but emotionally, how do you move 
the heart, right? Todd, as you were mentioning before, how do you move the heart of the person so that, and I forget who said this, uh, so that the, so that the pain of staying where you are is greater than the pain of change. Right. Cause, cause that's, it's basically that scale where, yep. yeah, you obviously in, in the, in the, the adoption, innovation, adoption, you know, adoption of innovation sort of curve, there's that side of, yeah, some people are innovators and, and early adopters and, right. and late adopters, et cetera, et cetera, all that way. But regardless of that, how do you just emotionally move the heart so that, yeah, you know what, uh, this is what life, this is what is going to happen over the next few years, if we don't change, this is and paint it right. Like you would paint a illustration in a sermon and paint out the circumstances. And okay. if you're telling a story, you know, talking about the, the, the eyes, you know, the, the glare or even the reaction, the body language, verbally explaining the body language of your kids as they responded to you saying something right. Like with that sort of crystal clarity, paint the picture of this is what is going to look like if we don't change and then talk about, and this is what's going to happen. If we do change Holy spirit inspired, right? That prophetic imagination coloring that in as best as you can. And obviously you don't know the future for sure, but as best as you can paint that picture so that, and, and, and leave room also for the Holy spirit to move the heart. I I think that's really, that's really wise in, you know, those, those are your first two moves. And then if you add on to that, those, Hey, I'm going to identify these things, uh, that there are these, you know, goals that we have that are going to kind of bring people along and don't forget to celebrate those. Like, you know, they're the greatest thing that ever happened and tie them back to how it attaches to the, the vision and where we're going. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, again, you're tapping into the emotions and feelings because here's, here's the thing. If you remember back, what we said was Cotter, when he first wrote the book, Leading Change, you know, there's eight steps and then he comes back in uh, 10 years later and says, hey, after all this research and millions of people using this thing, one thing that, you know, we've, we've really figured out, it's not think, analyze, change. So you can have the best rollout plan. You can have the best why and best where we're going ever. But you have to recognize that for a lot of people, it's going to be those steps that you do along the way that connect back where they do that see, feel change. Mm. And that's what the biggest finding was in that research was the shift from think, analyze, change to see, feel change. And see, feel change has to be something that's repeated over and over, uh, over and over again. And, and on the way, you know, as we're going along the way, Hey, let me remind you, um, so of where we're Mm. going and, and all that. Mm. So good. So good. Well, thank you again for listening into today's episode. If there are other questions that you're like, Hey, here's a follow-up one shoot us a message on social media, leave a rating and review, send us a message any way that you know possible, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend. We would be so honored to just continue. I mean, our heart, right? Our heart is just to serve you and to help you in your context and to to help you grow as a leader and as a minister of the gospel. So thank you so much for listening into today's episode and we'll catch you next time.